Welcome back, everybody. This is the Yet of Experience podcast where we make education your business. Co-founder Elvin Freitas is laughing at me because I almost got my own introduction wrong. Um, but that's uh, what happens after you podcast for a full day here at Genzibar Jam 2023 in Orlando, Florida, at the beautiful Palm Resort, uh, Gaylord Palm Resort. Uh, we are uh, talkative. We are ready. I haven't had as much caffeine as I typically do, so we're going to keep rolling regardless because you have to live in the now. Uh, so we're going to have a great conversation. I've got a first-time guest co-host. I'm going to bring him in right now. He is Steve Courage. He is VP of Enrollment Marketing at Spark 451, a gens of our company. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Did you know you were going to get an applause for uh, to end the day? I'm disappointed it was, wasn't louder. <laughs> We're going to turn it up. Uh, Elvin, can you cheer for him a little bit, please? Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got a lot of talk, uh, to talk about. So instead of me uh, bloviating here, I'm going to bring in my guest today. Here he is. He's Andrew Percet. He is VP of Enrollment Marketing at Barry University, B-E-R-R-Y University. How are you, Andrew? Doing well at the end of the day. Yeah, so you have a lot of energy. I appreciate that. And I I had a lot of coffee this morning. Yeah, so more more than me. I wish I had as much as you. I will tell you that. Um, well, let's talk enrollment. All right. This, I mean, who cares about enrollment? Enrollment doesn't matter for colleges and universities, does it? I mean, what's tuition revenue? It is a challenge these days, but I hear you've been having some great successes at Barry University. Tell us, first of all, where is Barry University? What's special about Barry University and how are you guys doing? And first, a quick correction. It's Barry College. Barry College. Oh, well, in, that's, uh, that's good. Mount Barry, Georgia. Did I say university? It says university on my sheet, for the record. That's okay. That's, That's okay. all right. I'm gonna, uh, I, I, it was my mistake. It was a mistake. Yeah, well, Barry College. We're going to correct that. Uh, but we're up in northwest Georgia, up in Mount Barry, Georgia, and um, world's largest campus, 27,000 acres. We joke about our deer to student ratio. Which is what? 12 to 1. One hundred percent. Wow. I like that. I like that. 12 to 1. It's very accurate of you, Andrew, I have to say. So this is a massive land mass that we're talking about here. Can you put it in a context for us? Because you did that before the episode, Barry College. Our, our campus is actually twice the size of the island of Manhattan. Whoa! And then how many Disneys? Do you, I, I, I heard Disney. I think we've calculated five Disneylands would fit on our campus if you flattened it out. That, that is actually pretty incredible. So I'm assuming there is a lot of land and a, and a little bit of buildings going on. A lot of land. Uh, we also, our largest major is animal science. So dating back to our founding, we have cattle, we have dairy, we have um, chickens. So we have a large agricultural program, which is unique for a small liberal arts college. Hmm. How many students? Are we We're about, about 2,200 students. Wow. 2,200 undergrads. So so you must have the students coming to Barry, University, uh, Barry College, see, I already fixed it, to um, experience the outdoors. I mean, you must have, there's, there's, I'm sure, do you have water and lakes and streams and all that? We have lakes and streams. We have our own reservoir that uh, Henry Ford built for us in the 1920s. Uh, about 200 hiking, biking, horseback riding trails all over the mountain. So it's, it's a great place for students who like to be outdoors. All right. Well, that was impressive. Talk about enrollment a little bit. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Going up, going down, going flat? So I'm almost embarrassed to say enrollment for us has been good, mm. which is not what Amazing. you normally hear. Yes, thank you. But we've worked really hard at it. Um, I am not actually your typical enrollment VP. Mm. I'm a 
chemist by training, came to Barry's faculty and kind of moved into uh, academic administration, then enrollment, mostly because I'm a closet analyst, I think. So that very ah. analytic mind um, earned me a promotion to VP for enrollment. And so I think for us, for me especially, really, how do we lose data to inform what we're doing and not just wait until the end of a cycle to look backwards and say, what should we have done differently? But through the year, what can we be doing now to end up where we want to be? Nailed it. Um, Steve, I want to bring you in because marketing is so important here. I sure. mean, you know, message, it, it, it's crowded, it's competitive, it's can get expensive if you don't know what you're doing. If you're not looking at the data, boy, you could start throwing $20 bills out the window, driving down the highway real fast. For sure. I mean, what does it take these days to manage uh, marketing and enrollment effectively to get the desired result? Yeah, I think, uh, Joe, it's a good question. I think um, the schools that we're seeing succeed are emphasizing um, a couple pieces. Uh, one would be uh, hyper-personalization. Ooh, what does that mean exactly? It, I love it, that. Yeah, it, it means talking to students about things that matter to the most. So it, it, as Andy mentioned, you know, being good with data, being good with your information and knowing what a student is interested in and actually engaging them about that. So no, so less blanket messaging, like come to my university and That's more specific right. messaging for That's right. the potential student type that you have. That's right. Lots of dynamic content. We we, um, we use lots of dynamic content across the board um, and we're able to do that in any school CRM, but it's, uh, it's certainly a cornerstone for our approach. Um, I think another one is engaging parents. Um, mm. the, the schools that we are seeing tremendous success with are engaging parents at a much earlier level in the process. I think um, it's a security blanket that we've had uh, for schools to say, oh, well, we don't really get parents' contact information until the student has applied or been admitted. Um, the reality is that we have tools to empower them that they could um, overnight um, increase their, their, their parent data that they could um, communicate with um, parents of prospective students. Um, overnight. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's money that is well spent because then they can start entire engagement streams just for parents. I love this already because typically when you ask people about enrollment and, and your answer was atypical because we talk about enrollment here all the time and I say, hey, t how's it going? Uh, Andrew, tell me about enrollment. Right? It's, it's this, uh, you know, it's rare to find institutions that are growing um, how are you doing it? And data can't be it, right? We can look at data. There's lots of data. There has to be the, the is it the communication of the value proposition? Is it the space? Is it, you know, what's the, you know, when you think about it, I mean, at the, at the lead generation, it really is the marketing that gets you set off. And, um, you know, everybody wants to talk about their student to faculty ratio, or here's our list of majors, but you got to get out there with what's distinctive. What do you offer that others don't? Or, here's the base offerings that you're checking their boxes. And now if you come to Barry College, we're also going to give you this or this. For us, it's our life works. Um, every student's guaranteed eight semesters of paid professional development wow. over the course of their four years at Barry. So when we really start to get into what are some of those and then sums, it gets people intrigued, um, intrigued enough to want to come to visit. And then that experiential marketing takes over. And I think Steve's absolutely right, parents, um, you know, parents think private school, especially in Georgia, a state where um, the lottery scholarships cover tuition for the state schools. We have to work really hard at the value proposition 
at what is it, um, and not just what are the features of Berry College, but how we can turn those features into the benefits and how that benefit will really propel their student both at Berry and then once they graduate. So we do a lot of work there with our marketing team. Joe, I just want to jump in and, and say what Andy's saying really resonates because the schools that we see succeeding, the schools like Berry College where you see succeeding, um, they're embracing their brand. They, they're yeah. saying, hey, we know who we are. We're really good. Cheers. We got a lot of things to offer students. The schools that we see with that womp, womp, womp little enrollment thing, um, I think they're trying to be something that they're simply not. Mm. They're, they they think they need to compete with aspiring schools. They think they need to compete in an environment. And the reality is it, it probably doesn't exist. They, they have a zone. They need to really own that brand and then build from there. You, you can transform a school. You can transform a school over a number mm -hmm. of years. But um, this generation students want um, genuine. They want transparency. We have, we have loads and loads of um, factoids. You know, they, they love things that work. They don't like things that break down, right? That's why they love Apple. Yeah. They, they love genuine. So, and you can pick out the brands, the consumer brands that are genuine in, in them. You know, Starbucks, I think, is a genuine brand. Um, they love, and they love perceived quality, right? So, um, and, and those bonuses. And you hear, you hear Andy saying, you know, we own who we are. We're really good at it. And, and we offer these extra differentiators and, and students then gravitate towards it. I, go ahead, I was going to say that term authentic. Um, authentic we hear that a lot that. from our parents. Um, they read our materials, the students come to visit, and then what we're told is what they read, what they perceived is exactly what they experienced, exactly what they heard from students and faculty. So that authenticity, authenticity of being yourself and not trying to portray yourself as someone else is critical. Nailed it. When we talk about college, we talk about messaging, and you guys are alluding to it, but it's not typical. And Steve, I'm going to ask you, and, and then uh, Andrea, I want you to say how you did it and that is in a competitive space you have to crystallize your value proposition and then you have to add, put the add-ons in a lot of schools will go about halfway like here's who we are this is what we do and now we're going to compete with all these other schools around the area and they're saying the same exact things we change lives we change lives you ever heard that before and it's like so does every of the other 3999 institutions in the u.s what else how do you isn't that true that not all schools are really good at that right now, that, that there has to be some change. And then Andrew, how did you get everybody there? Yeah, I, Joe, I agree, right? So it's, it's about, um, I love the word cool. It's, it's about finding what makes your school cool. I like that. And, and when you find out what makes your school cool, and, and every school has it. You know, if I look at a, a Longwood University in Virginia, and at the beginning of the year, they, they give students scarves, and they have these scarves day, and it's, and it's like total, um, you know, total student um, excitement and everything. And it, oh, yeah. And, and it's, that's, that's their cool, right? They, they've got their cool factor. And, and even you heard Andy jumping it in and say, hey, you know what? We've got this animal science program. It's unique to us because we've got a 27,000-acre campus. We've got more animals on this campus than, you know, our 10 other schools in Georgia. So um, finding out what's cool about a campus, digging in, finding out, discovering, and then promoting that. That's a good way to approach it, right? Because what's cool, you can then take that and you can message it, right? But you have to go digging for it. And if you have a staff that isn't used to communicating it, 
how do you bring that? There, there's change leadership involved in that, isn't there? There is. Um, as about the same time I came on as the enrollment VP, we hired our first marketing VP. We had had a public relations person, but um, Nancy Roos, who came from Turner Broadcasting outside higher ed. So she brought a, a firm in to do research. And I mean, they talked with students, they talked with alums, they talked with donors, they talked with faculty and staff. And what they came back with is here are the five to six authentic things that we kept hearing over and over. You could probably do a little bit of this on your own, yeah. but having somebody come in, having yeah, a marketing person come in and we do, do all that all listening yep. and then tell you, okay, your distinctiveness is really, you know, for us, it was mentoring and an incredible community of mentoring and then the space that we're in and the life works and elements like that. And so to have someone sort of say, you know, every college does some of these things, but you're doing them in a way that really we don't see elsewhere. So how do we lean into that? So now you talk about, we've got your chemistry and your history and your philosophy majors, but through this community of mentoring, um, you know, and just learning, most of our freshmen would say they had three mentors who were helping and guiding them by the end of their first year. That alone, you know, yeah. was something that just became very distinctive and you realized, okay, that is us. Let's lean into that because mm. that's where the distinctiveness comes from. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because it, it is uh, it, it is eye-opening uh, when you have somebody outside your institution sometimes come in with fresh eyes because um, they have a way of framing something. You go, well, can that be right? It, 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 students said it. And if you do it internally, sometimes you go, oh, well, yeah, yeah, but, but it's this or it's that. But when it's somebody from the outside, they really kind of ring your bell a little bit. I think that's an important part of what marketing is, right? Re being able to look at things um, across with authenticity um, and accept the reality of the situation. And this is my, you'd like to segue. The reality of the situation is higher education is under attack. It's under attack. Its value is under attack. Um, there are multiple ways for people to experience learning outside of a university now, all of which come with varying degrees of validation, of rigor, of understanding even there isn't a lot of understanding around the non uh, the the credentialing space there's i, I think credential engine shows 1.1 or 1.2 million credentials how do you sift through those i don't know um what's your take andrew we'll start with you on what's going on out there right now and how do we i don't know how do we work through it I'm not even sure what the question is, but I think you know what I'm asking. Yeah, there, there is a lot of negativity around higher ed and its value. Costs are up, certainly. Um, you know, for me and for our team, I think, you know, for one area, for example, thinking about first generation. I'm a first generation student, first in my family to go to college. Um, great potential and great students in this population, but they don't have a lot of the guidance, they don't have the knowledge to know how to navigate. And so just thinking, okay, a student like that who, who doesn't have someone to push them or propel them or to say, you could really be this, or you can go much farther than you think. I think that's part of the benefit that a lot of the smaller colleges like Barry propel, is you can take a student like that and you can really mentor them and propel them to places where they would not have gotten to on their own. And the danger is the 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 public coming in or whoever saying, you know what, you don't need that first gen student. You don't need to go this other path. And you wonder what does that do to their family and community years down the road? Uh, you know, I think, you know, for us, it's 
there's the enrollment metrics that everybody holds us to, but really it's transforming one life at a time. That's yeah. what we talked about. Because you're taking someone on a trajectory and hopefully improving that trajectory for them with all the opportunities that you can provide. Um, and then if you're doing that well and you're getting them to graduation with minimal debt and um, you know getting them again to that graduation line, which isn't always true across the board, um, then you really are, I think, propelling and changing lives. That's a fact. That's a fact. Steve, what do you think about that? Look, you guys struck a chord for me. So sing it, Steve. Tell put, us. Put, put aside the academic program. I, I, I don't care about the industry. I don't care about the program. Um, there's something that higher ed delivers uh, that there's only one space for, and it's in higher education. And that is um, the discipline, teaching discipline to get through something. Mm. Right. There's the idea that a, a student can come out of high school, student can at any age can come into an environment and be told, hey, this thing stinks. What you just did is not good. You didn't put forth your best effort, but you got another chance. You can go back. You can you can work harder at. It. You can improve in this class. But somebody there who's who's more educated in that topic and says this could be better. Um, the other so, uh, I, quite honestly, I don't think companies want the responsibility. They don't want the responsibility of, of and then telling them first time, hey, you know what. This is this work that you're doing for us is not not good. We put a lot of money into you. It's not good, right? They want somebody who has shown the discipline to get through something, and then they know that they'll stick through it in their in their job. Um, and then for me, uh, look, serious lives and serious goals and serious careers requires a serious commitment. Mm. I, I think the idea that. Um, you know, you have online schools selling things like, um, hey, college at your own pace, whenever you want. Joe, it's whenever you want. Um, I'd like you to name me the industry from truck driving to nursing to engineering to business where you can just do something at your own time. So uh -huh. you, you guys told me for you guys told me for three days that my my, my podcast here is at 445 p.m. I couldn't I couldn't say, you know, what? I, I think I'm going to do it at 510. I'm taking a rest at 445. Um, That's an interesting perspective, I have to say. It so, is. so for for me, um, the the idea, you know, this is this is like an Instagram life. We just want to show you the fun parts. It's mm. college at your own time, but nobody actually wants to say, let's stay outcome focused. Let's stay. Let's 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 make a serious commitment. Get through the discipline. Stay outcome focused, and ultimately your trajectory, your career trajectory is going to be more successful. And, you know, a key benefit of being in college and, you know, building off that is it's a place where you can take the opportunity to try some things and fail forward. I love that. Hmm. Um, right. No one likes to talk about going to college to fail. So I'm not talking about grade wise, but if you, if you try a major and it's not for you, that's okay. You've learned something. Yep. And if you're you, still there. And you're still there because for us, we have this great mentorship that's going to help you find, you know, the next, if you're, you know, doing, if you're running one of our businesses that students run, you're learning a lot about running a business. If that's your thing, it gives you the opportunity to try a marketing thing and it's going to work or it's not, you're going to learn something. And so I think you have this wonderful set of guiding hands and guarding walls in college that give you that opportunity to just try things and to learn both from your successes and the failures. You never get that I, again. I, 
I, I agree. And and I even go so as far as to say that it, it could be grades. You you could fail a quiz. You can fail a test. You could do debt poorly in a, in a writing paper. But guess what? You can come back and get them. It's not it's not the end of the world. Right. So um, it, it, that is college. Right? That that's about discipline right there. Bullseye. I knew I'd get that. Yeah, I was, waiting for, I was waiting for that moment. Uh, you guys, this has been uh, absolutely incredible. Andrew, I want to give you the last word and tell us anything you want to say about Barry College. Anything you could think of, anything coming up, academic programs, people you want to recognize, whatever, whatever you want to say, open mic. Uh, just to say, it's an amazing place. If you haven't been there, you should come. I'll give you a tour personally. Anybody who comes, give me a call. Idea. I'll give you a personal tour. Uh, come for the campus tour. Come to go for a hike up to the House of Dreams on the top of Lavender Mountain. Uh, Martha, that sounds nice, by the way. Yeah. Martha Berry founded the school in 1902 when there were no community colleges. And so it was a place for, for children of the area to come and have their lives transformed. And so for us, that mission is just important today as it was in 1902, and we take that very seriously mm. in the education of all of our students. Well, I love this conversation, and I loved uh, the moment that this gentleman got on Soapbox. He's Steve Kirch, he's VP of Enrollment Marketing, Spark 451 at Genzabar Company. I loved it, Steve, I, and I loved what you had to say. It was a very interesting perspective, particularly when you, when you took how you go for your education and how you'll go to get a job. Yeah. You won't get to take it your way all the time. It's a, a very important point. And uh, the real, the real insight came from our guest today, your guest. Here he is. He's Andrew Brissett. He is VP of enrollment marketing at Barry college. Did you enjoy yourself today, gentlemen? Great Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. Time went too fast, didn't it? It did. It did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed upped. <laughs>